In this episode, I explore two ways of living life. One, which is a way of force and will. And the other is from a place of flow and acceptance. And I shared a pretty, uh, pretty powerful story recently um, of how I was at a party with a New York Times bestselling author and how that shone this light of how I used to live my life versus how I'm living my life now and the, the really kind of gushy benefit of it. So, hope you enjoy. seated here in my bedroom, feeling so grateful, so grounded. Today's episode is very much about groundedness. Um, one of the reasons I'm so grateful and happy about where my life is going, and I'll share a story here very briefly, um, is it feels like I'm starting to flow a little bit more. And me seated right now recording this podcast episode is a great example of it because yeah, I used to have a, a more complicated podcast setup. <laughs> I was always standing and I was always peak energy and you know, had my computer set up and bah, da, 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 da. And now I'm just seated <laughs> like the most minimalist setup. I'm just sitting in my meditation chair in my bedroom looking out a window and I'm able to speak to you the way that I want to, from my heart. So let me share a story with you. Uh, just this uh, just this past weekend, I was at a very small gathering, about 10 people. It's a going away party for a friend of mine who's moving to Portugal, actually. And at this party was a friend of his who's a New York Times bestselling author. And I've heard of this guy through my friend circles, but never actually met him personally. But just the fact that he had made probably millions of dollars off of his books and work could be intimidating for me. And is, I'll say it is intimidating. There's that very, there's that moment where it's like, oh God, I haven't done that. You know, the comparison game. Now, I didn't know he was there. So I arrive, introduce myself to everyone, and then finally get to this author and realize who he is. I'm like, oh, oh wow. So immediately, that little voice in my head's going off. Starting to starting to to chatter a bit, you know the comparison game. The uh, I want to I should make friends with this person because he's influential. I mean, all of the stuff that I know you have probably thought when you've met someone that in your mind is more successful than you. And I don't give it too much energy. I witness it. And I continue going through the gathering. I catch myself every once in a while acting a little differently. And then go, oh, that's not me. And then I would course correct. And it was just this real gentle, <laughs> almost like a, you know, you can imagine 
a five-year-old at a party doing something or acting in a way that's probably not in their best interest. And you might come along as an adult or a parent and say, hey, hey, you might want to tweak that a little bit. So I'm doing that with myself as we go along. And as the gathering continued, one of the things that I noticed was this author had a huge personality, bigger than I'd ever thought. I mean, the guy is dominating the stories uh, or, or, or the attention of the group. You know, he's telling these incredibly in-depth stories. I mean, his his voice is, you know, he's big and loud. And I sat there and again, had this moment of wanting to take the limelight. Now, what's interesting is, see, my the majority of my life has been in the limelight. I have always been the center of attention. In my friends, in school, I was always the class clown. I always was the guy, I mean, you imagine, imagine a home video where someone's in front of the camera and saying something, and then there's a guy in the background making noise or doing antics, that was me. It was always the center of attention. I'm a drummer, center of attention. Well, at least at times, right? Drum solos, yes. Uh, even, you know, gosh, my corporate life, always trying to be the center of attention, making the most inappropriate jokes, pushing the boundaries. That was me. And so here I am at this party, and this man is totally outshining me, and I'm feeling slightly small and insignificant because I'm not shining as bright as him. But what was really cool is I recognized it. I witnessed it, and I chose to let that just kind of fade away. And as it faded away, I found myself seated, very confident, and just listening. That's it. Just listening. I'm listening to his stories, listening to how people react, smiling, enjoying myself, just enjoying it all. And of course, in that in those moments of stillness, because I was listening, I would have these short little anecdotal, you know, things. And I would I would push him because, you know, I could see his ego coming out too. And I'd be and I would push on it. And and there was just beautiful banter between uh between everyone at the party and I just left the party feeling, oh, so grounded, so loved. Not only that I loved myself, but just I loved these people for who they were. It, I, it brought me to tears. I, as I hugged my friend who was moving to Portugal, it was, it was like a minute-long hug. It felt so deep and grounding. And I just couldn't help to think to myself as I was leaving, wow. Wow. Like, when you get out of your way, life is so rich. Right? When you really get out of your own way. And to wrap up this story, as I was leaving, what it inspired me to do and it reminded me to do is I have a choice in my life. to live it in basically two ways. Yeah, I'm going to break it down into two simple ways. One way, and this is a way that I believe I have been living my life in the past, 
is to push and force your way through life, to will your way through life. Because no one else is going to do it for you. God's not going to do it. Your friends aren't going to do it. Your parents aren't going to do it. You have to do it on your own. Again, this is my life. This is the way I lived. You have your own story. I'm not going to tell you how you're doing it. But in my reality, these two ways, the one of force and will. And what happens is by going that route in the past for me, going that way, what ends up happening is when life comes at me, when situations come at me that do not align with the way I've been doing it, the way I think I can do it, or the way I think I am, right? Do not align with this prescribed, forceful, willful, self-going way. When it doesn't align with that, then what happens is I feel small, insignificant, out of control, stressed, anxious. And so instead of being big, I contract like a child in a corner. I emotionally contract. I feel my chest start to tighten up. My shoulders round and I kind of curl up. You know? I, I, I imagine you have felt these moments too. You just want to curl up. You're like, oh, oh, it hurts. <laughs> so that's one way of living. <laughs> and the other is this way that I just have started to experience. And this party was a great example of it. Where instead of rounding my shoulders and getting small, and by the way, when you get small, sometimes you get louder. You ever been uh, you ever been around someone who's who's being challenged and they start to get louder? I was actually on a plane. Uh, I will I will just stick with me real quick. Um, still around this idea of force, but this this theme of getting smaller, you get louder. I was on a plane the other day, and there's a guy who was trying to get off. We're in the back of the plane, right? He's he's got a he's got a short time to catch his next flight, and he's getting very frustrated at the fact that no one is moving on the plane. You know, they, I mean, we sit in the back and it takes forever for the people in the front, of course, to grab their bags. And, you know, it's what, 50, 60 people, 100 people in front of you get grabbing their bags. Yeah, it takes time. So he's getting audibly very, uh, or audibly, yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> he's getting very vocal about it. He's like, why are these people taking so long? Gosh, they're crazy. And then finally, there's a guy behind him that says, um, hey man, we're, we're all here. We're, 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 we get it. You talking about it, Knox, is not making it better. And we, like all the other people around, we all kind of looked at ourselves and basically nodded and were like, thank God for this other person vocalizing what we felt. But now what happens is the man that's frustrated who's trying to get off the plane and vote being vocal, he's now bantering back and forth between this other person who is seems to be this voice of reason. Now, I can't visually see what's going on because it's behind me, but I'm just sitting there and listening. And what ends up happening is the man who's frustrated 
is being challenged by this other person. And this other person aesthetically does not look like someone of success. And again, I'm just hearing this. This is not my judgment. I'm actually hearing this go down. Whatever this man of reason looks like, the guy who's trying to get off the plane has decided that he is lesser. The guy, the voice of reason is lesser than the, than the man himself who's trying to get off the plane. And as they go back and forth and the voice of reason <laughs> continues to drop bombs of like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's... That makes complete sense. This other guy who's being challenged, he got small. Emotionally small. So it was fascinating to watch. Not only did he get louder, but he started to stab emotionally at this other person. He made comments like, um, why don't you just stop talking? Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure your 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 shift at Waffle House, which is a, a small chain of restaurants in the, the Southeast, um, where I would say... Uh, lower income people tend to work. Um, so this guy's jabbing and basically saying, you know, this guy can only afford, a, you know, only like a $10 an hour job, right? That's, that's, only, that's the only thing he's worth. It was weird. He's like making all these jabs at this other person. He, he has no idea who this person, what this person's life is like. By the time the conversation ends, this guy who's trying to get off the plane, who's feeling challenged and obviously feeling incredibly small, is so loud, he ends up blurting out, he says, just shut up, leave me alone. I'm a millionaire. By the end of tonight, I'll be seated in my penthouse and you'll be in your small home. And he said it like, I'm a millionaire. He said it a couple times. It was the weirdest thing to witness. So <laughs> to wrap this all up, this is one way of living, a place of force and will. But again, when things challenge you, and this is what happened with me, I would go and feel small. And so what would happen is at a party, I would get loud. I would be the center of attention because that was my way of, I think, counteracting the feeling of smallness. It's fascinating, right? It's fascinating to witness now as I'm older. So that's one way of living. <laughs> the other way is to stand there in life and this is the vision that I have of myself, is to stand in life with my chest up, my chin up, my arms open. This, this, this pose of complete, utter acceptance. And to let the experience of life flow through me, to enter through my chest, and flow out through my feet. And that's what I did at this party. I, I There were multiple times where I would just take a deep breath. Oh, and it would flow out of me. And then I was present. Where I was literally witnessing life. And then enjoying it.
I don't sit here and pretend to be some sort of spiritual guru. I have only begun to get slivers of wisdom over the past four years, right, post-divorce. So, listen, I recognize there's probably not this approach. might not work for every instance in life. Or it could. But I do know this. It has helped me, and it, is, it has been beautiful to be able to experience life from this place of truly groundedness. Does that make sense? Groundedness, right? Something about, I, when I say grounded, it's like feet on the earth, unmovable. Peace, at peace. Knowing that life is good despite the uncomfort that you might be feeling. That's the thing, right? I'm not talking about like this pose of acceptance doesn't mean you don't feel the, the, the discomfort. You don't feel the smallness or the insignificantness, but you are able to witness it instead of holding it in. And, you know, like that, that man on the plane, he got so small, he held it in and he said, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I wish I'm, I'm witty, but not, like super fast witty, like some of my friends. You know what I wanted to say in that moment? Like as, I was, as I, like five minutes after I was getting off the plane, I thought to myself, if you're a millionaire, you wouldn't be saying that. It's like people, if you have to say it, you're not it. Because it's not true. You're saying it to make it, to make it true, but it's not true. Might want to be. <laughs> Might be close to it, but you're not it. He rounded up. <laughs> he, he, he rounded up. Uh, I don't know for how. I don't know how much he rounded up, but he rounded up. I'm a millionaire. My like, bullshit. No, you're not, dude. You're sweet though. You're sweet and scared and feeling insignificant, and I honor that. There's no fucking way you're a millionaire. Mm. Not that, that matters, anyways, right? I think this is it for this episode. I, I'm going to record another one. I've been really fascinated by Matthew McConaughey's life. I listened to his uh, his audio book, Green Lights, Green Lights. And it is so delicious. It's narrated by him, of course. And he's, he's, these, uh, <laughs> these, these great moments. He'll tell these beautiful stories about moments in his life and looking at the, the moments that have propelled him into life in a beautiful way and moments that have prevented him from. Right? And those moments that prevent are the red lights and the moments that um, catapult are the green lights. And so he would share these stories and at the very end, if it's a green light, you know, he might, he might say, you know, and I looked over at my wife and she said, just don't change. Green lie. <laughs> go to the next chapter. Uh, it's so great. So I am not going to go into depth around my theory on Matthew McConaughey and his success in this episode. I will end it here, but that'll be an open loop for you. <laughs> A little seed I planted uh, for the next episode that I'll that I'll post uh, next week. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening.
I wish you the most amazing, grounded, accepting day, truly in whatever way it comes. Yeah, from my heart to yours, have a great one. Talk soon. Mm -hmm.